0: Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their dead, but you go and preach the the kingdom of God. Another also said, Lord, I will follow you, but let me first go and bid them farewell who are at my house. But Jesus said, no one having put his hand to the plow, looking back is fit for the kingdom. Father, I trust you for insight. I thank you because your spirit is already here. The, The enthusiasm, the spiritual enthusiasm is high already. And, and that was perpetuated by your spirit and that excites us. And we know that there will be delivery of expectation. Amen. Even beyond expectation. Amen. There will be delivery of expectation and beyond expectation. And that's a prayer for now and that's a prophetic word for somebody. There will be delivery of expectation Amen. and beyond expectation. Amen. You will come back here and say, Pastor said there will be a delivery of expectation and beyond expectation. And it was like that. That is your story in Jesus' name. And so let's quickly just, I'm coming back here. This is a major thought we need to look at as a church, but I will just say a little thing about this. Then go to um, the thought for today. Then if as trusting God keeps us to Saturday, then perhaps Saturday or Sunday, we'll pick it. So he said, no one haven't put his hand to the plow and looking back is what is fit for the kingdom. Now we will, next week we will, or this weekend we'll look at the idea of putting your hand on the plow and looking back. But he said, if you do that, you are not what fit for the kingdom. So, so, so the kingdom is a constant. The challenge is your fitness. So the kingdom will not be fit for you. You will be the one that will be fit for the kingdom. Are you getting my point? So the standards of God, but beyond the standards of God, the kingdom is not just the standards of God. The kingdom is the, is the doing of God. You get my point now. Um, it, says, it says that if I, if I cast out a demon by the name of God, then you know that the kingdom of God has, what, has come to you. Are we together here? So the kingdom of God is... Is, the, is how God does things. The kingdom of God is the math of God. You get my point? It's the math of God. F- on earth, one plus one is one. In the kingdom, one plus one, God can want it to be 58. You get the point now. It's, it's exponential. It's beautiful. It's crazy. It's amazing. It's awesome, right? So it says that it is possible that you are not fit for the kingdom, Right? You are not fit. You, it, the kingdom don't gel with you. Are you with me? You are in the kingdom. You are, you are, there's a quarrel. You get my point now. You, yeah. you are offensive. The kingdom doesn't like you. You, you do not. Uh, somebody give me a word. A line. Yeah, give me a word. You do not blend in. The kingdom doesn't feel you. You get it? I want to use words you can understand. The kingdom doesn't fill you. yeah. Huh? You know feet. Another one. Huh? Who wants to give me a word? Please. Have you? Have you? Have, have, ladies, has this happened to you before? Have you met a girl who is so excited to be around you? and talks a lot whenever he's around you so much of excitement he's happy he's trying to be a comedian he's trying to be he's trying to be a billionaire he's trying to be an engineer he's trying to be everything around you but <laughs> yeah. vibe no the kingdom no vibe you <laughs> and there's somebody else who's not doing much I just, I just, just connect. It's not connect. It says you're not fit. Are you with me? Yes, so, sir. so, 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 the reason for teaching is understanding, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. The reason for teaching is not to prove that you can teach. So the kingdom just doesn't feel you. When you are around, it will be as if there's no kingdom. The kingdom keeps quiet around you. The kingdom is shy. There's no kingdom activity around you. Friends, a lot of you are in that place. Are you with me? And Jesus Christ says, if a man... Don't worry, on Saturday we will look at that, or Sunday, if God would have us to, which I think he will. But he says that there's something called not being fit for the kingdom. And I said that the kingdom will not be fit for you. You are the one who will be what? Fit for the kingdom. So we have to trim ourselves. To the size that makes us compatible with the kingdom. May the, may the kingdom not be silent on you. Amen. Yeah. A lot of people, the kingdom of God is silent on them. The kingdom does not want to, want to associate with them. Are we here? So. Now, the Bible says that if you look, if you put your hand on the plow and you look back. You are not fit for the kingdom. So. What if you put your hand on the plow? Which is what I will teach next week. What if you put your hand on the plow and you don't look back? Eh? Huh? What will happen? You'll be fit for the kingdom. What's the obligation of that? Kingdom will like you. Kingdom will manifest. Are you with me? Yes, sir. You will call kingdom. In fact, you haven't called kingdom. Kingdom will call you and say, Did you, did you, try call? Did you think of calling me? Like I just, I just wanted to return the call that was in your mind. I just, are we together, friends? Yes, now imagine if you're, if, if you're doing a type of life where, where, you are fit for kingdom. Imagine if, hundred percent as you are right now, you and kingdom are one. Will you be here? You'll be in a bigger space, right? Internally, bigger space in joy, bigger space in righteousness, bigger space in peace, bigger space in prosperity. That some many times the reason why there's a lot of darkness, sorrow, and all of that is not is because we are not yet what fit. My friends, God wants us fit. Are you with me? God does what and wants us fit, and we have to work on getting fit. Am I am I with you? Are you with me? Yes, which one? Which of it? So, one of the things I want to talk about today is one of the one of the protocols or the, the process or the pathway of being fit for the kingdom. Are you with me? One of the ways. Let, let's see some people who were not fit for the kingdom. Hebrews chapter 3. Was that a good introduction? Yes, Alright, so let's check Hebrews chapter 3. Let me show you something. Hebrews chapter 3 and then... Um, We will get the confirmation of that word in Hebrews. We will get it in Numbers chapter 20. Start from verse 7. Hebrews 3, 7. Hebrews 3, 7. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. In the day of trial... In the wilderness. Where your fathers. Tested me. Right? Tried me. Hmm? And saw my works. Let's look at the character of that day. That day has a name. What's the name of that day? That day of rebellion. Other versions call it. That day of provocation. Are you with me? What happened that day? The father's what? Tested me. What did they do again? They tried me. me. And what was the resultant effect? They saw my works. 40 years. So this this was consistent for 40 years. Now, there was a climax. A climax was an event. Are you with me? A climax... Was a particular event that was tagged the day of rebellion, but that event was like the climax that that showed their state of heart. Because when you read, when you keep reading, he says, "For they always err in their heart." Are you together with me? So, are these guys fit for the kingdom? Not fit for the kingdom. Now, let's read. Therefore, I was angry with that what? Generation. But don't forget the previous verse said they tested me, they tried me and saw my what? Works. Miracles. But even though they saw miracles, I was in a state of what? Angry. That is, I was not gelling with them. Like the the example I I, I gave to you. There are some people you don't connect with. Anything they are trying to do will be getting you angry. They were seeing God's, God did miracles for them, but God was angry with that generation. God didn't like them. God just didn't like them. They they were not just God's kind of people. They had some one or two major flaws that God, you know, there are flaws God can cope with. There are flaws God cannot cope with. When I mean cope, I don't mean it's not desiring change. He will desire a change, but I can see, accept you. But there are some things, hypocrisy, for example, Jesus had issues with the Pharisees. One day he told them that my, that my issue with you is that you say you are not blind. You say you can see, and that's that irritates me. You guys are blind. And the Pharisees always wondered he will relate with chronic sinners. And the Pharisees who think they are better, he won't relate to them. You get my point now. Your father has tested me, tried me, saw my works for 40 years. Therefore, I was angry with that generation and I said, and said, they always go astray in their heart. That they always err in their heart. And they have not what? Known my ways. So there is a connection between knowing the ways of God. Are you with me? And being fit for the kingdom. So what, what bet fitness is the knowledge of his ways? Are we together here? So, when we study, which we will soon do, when we study the day of provocation, the day of provocation was in Hebrews chapter 20, where they needed water. Are you together with me? And they began to put pressure on Moses and Aaron for the need of water. And then God eventually gave them water. God commanded Moses and gave them water through the rock. Now, the giving of water was a miracle. Are, we, are you with me? Now, they kept pressurizing Moses and all of that. Now, they got the water, but yet, can we reduce movement so that I don't want to lose my, my, my train of thought. They got the water. Are you together with me? But, there was disconnect between them and who? And God. So, meaning that, Their their greatest energy, their greatest spiritual energy was poured in the direction of having their needs met. Now, now, that will be one of your greatest distractions and undoing in, in your work with God. When your greatest energy is to get God to meet your needs, you shouldn't use your spiritual energy for that. Your greatest energy should be your desire to understand how God operates. If you focus on only your needs met. Are you together with me friends? You, you will get the needs met. Not consistently do. You see, but you'll be going further from God. Are you with me friends? Are we together friends? That we need to take a position where, God, I want to know your ways. Huh? God, I want to know your ways, right? I want to know how you do the things you do. How you want me to be. And friends, sometimes some, some wisdom of God can take years for it to be downloaded to you completely. Yeah, I tell you the truth. I tell you the truth. And you must be willing to walk with God that way. Wisdom crystallizes. Meaning that it keeps growing till it's formed. Eh? And you must be willing to, to, to engage that type of walk with God. Where you are learning his ways. And, and not just wanting him to solve your problems. You see, one of the reasons we have an immature church. Is that we train the people on only how to get God to solve their problem. Are you with me? So it's a solving problem engagement. And actually it was meant to be a relationship where he can transfer his way of of life to us. So that we can act like him, be like him, think like him, process like him. How would it be if you can process like God? Understand like God, interpret like God. Interpret times, moments, seasons like God. See people the way God sees them. See situations the way God sees it. Have ideas of possibility the way God sees it. Your possibility expanded the way God sees it. What is possible in God's mind? Is it possible in your mind? Are we together, friends? But in the New Testament, it's it's meant to be like that. It was in the old that as my ways are far, as heaven is far from the earth, so are my ways and thoughts. That's that's how it is. But in the new covenant, because of the regenerated human spirit, we need to now close the gap. Praise God. And that's what Paul was trying to explain when he was talking about how the spirit searches the deep things, the things of God, yea, the deep things of God. No man knows what's in the heart of God or in the in the heart of a man except the spirit of a man. No man knows what's in the heart of God except the spirit of God. And we have that spirit. So we can know the deep things of God and not just the deep things of God, the deep things of God that are in the form of exclamation, Yay! Yeah. So if you if you put your energy, are you with me? On Oh father, I just thank you. I thank God for the anointing increases. I thank God for that. That the anointing you have today, you can have more tomorrow. Yeah. For God has revealed it to us through what his spirit for the spirit searching so we can know what is in the mind of god are we together here yeah. so that you won't you won't see his works for 40 years and yet he's angry with you are we together friends let's see the next verse Alright, so I swore in my wrath, they shall not what? enter into my rest. What does it mean enter my rest? They won't operate like me. That's the meaning. They won't operate like me. Huh? They won't operate like me. You see, because contained, let me just say this and I leave, I leave there. The idea of the Sabbath is what the Sabbath represents is the perfection of God. The fullness of God. The <laughs> you see, when you check creation from day one to day six, right? And then when you see the Sabbath, the implication of the Sabbath was that the old creation was not hard. He didn't, he didn't take everything he made with those six days. He did it by rest. So that seventh day is not just calendar day. It's a realm of God. God did not rest out of tiredness. The revelation of that rest was just the revelation of his person, his nature. Are you together with me? Am I making sense here now? So that we also can come into Sabbath and engage life with ease. Do great things and find out that we have not lost strength. Yes, that was the basic principle of Sabbath. When you, when you read the, the introduction of Sabbath in the Old Covenant, he told them that for when, you, when they were celebrating the Sabbath year, the Sabbath year they are not going to sow, they are not going to farm. You understand the point? But you see, they are still going to have harvest and have fun and enjoy. So that you can know that it was not your strength that helped you in those other years so sabbath is the principle of work it's the principle of God's kind of work you see because the, when, when the course came the idea of the course is that from your toiling shall you do stuff it means that any impute you put something will leave you like you, you, you are weak by work for God work does not weaken God so so he doesn't use he does something doesn't have to go for something to be done. As he as he walks, he's fresh. Are you getting my point now? And that will be the order of your life. You will do more, but you you will you will get fresher. You won't pant, you won't pant in life. Oh my god. I, I, I wish somebody had that. You won't pant in life. Yeah. That, that was, that, that was the principle of Caleb and Joshua. You see, they said, God told us this 40 years ago, right? He said 40 years have passed. The same strength we had then, we have now. They did all the work, but they maintained strength. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so, Please, let me tell you the implication of Sabbath for you particularly. So, as God bless you, as you work hard, God bless you, becomes more wealthy, great, have more money. You will be fresh in humility. Mm. It means that the, the, the money is not taken out of your value. Yes. Your humility will increase. Yes, and people are expecting, but money destroys. Money makes people useless. Money makes people stupid. I just see that as he's growing in wealth, he's, he's yes. growing in humility. Wow. Freshness. Yes. Your 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 fame increases, your kindness still increases. It's Sabbath. Because it's the Lord's doing. And if it's the Lord's doing, it's character is sustained. I wish I had somebody here. So that's the principle of Sabbath. Letting you know that everything you would achieve is not from your strength. It's the Lord's strength. So he said, I swore they won't enter, they're not going to enter Sabbath. I engage, I'm in Sabbath. God is saying I'm, a, I'm Sabbath. So, 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 so that was why it was very important for Jesus to operate that healing on Sabbath. And the people said, we're not meant to do anything on Sabbath. He said, you missed the point. It is in this Sabbath we are meant to see the manifestation of God. That I'm meant to heal this guy on Sabbath. So, let's go to Numbers 20. We don't have time at all. Let's go to Numbers 20. We we'll start from, so let's just, let's start from, is it Numbers 20? From verse 2 now. So, let's still look at this day of provocation. Don't forget, we're talking about being fit. Are we together here. So, so, there was no water for the congregation, so they gathered together against Moses and what? And Aaron, right? Yes, Praise God. Now, see why these guys need to know the ways of God. There was no water. And the only way their mind could respond to lack of water is to gather against Moses and Aaron. The the man the people who delivered you guys who brought you guys out of slavery who has who who has turned your life around. Now there is no water. And your brain the response of your heart is to gather against. and you might be surprised at this guy's behavior but you'll be shocked that it's your whole behavior also because sometimes there is no money in your your house and you are just angry with your husband even though he has slaved himself for many years in the past many months but to that day that there is no money you are just angry with him you gather against the person who has been happy you just forget there, there, is, there, is, there is an evil wow. that it is the ways of God that can wash it away. Wow. How many of you notice that you have the natural tendency of looking for somebody to blame when something is not working in your life? And it is the people you love most, the closest person around you. <laughs> you misplace your own phone. You are looking for your own phone. You, you use your hand to misplace it. And You see somebody else doing maybe eating, having fun in life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I <I'm> like shock one came on waffle. Mean, it was not a joint misplacement. You misplaced it. <laughs> we all have the natural tendency of looking. There is, there is a way your flesh feels okay if it was somebody that caused your pain. If you can tell yourself somebody caused the pain, you feel a little bit better. You have to consciously work on it. All of us have that tendency. You just want to blame somebody. And many times you blame the people who love you the most. Don't make a conclusion over somebody's life because of a bad day. We do it a lot. One bad day. One bad day. That is how you used to do. There's nothing that destroys morale more than that statement. One bad day. That is how what... You used to do who have been told that before? <laughs> who has told somebody that before? <laughs> now, now, is it Moses that drank all the water? Moses, that didn't, they didn't go to the river and drank all the water? That when there's no water, we just want to blame somebody for our challenges and crises. Especially people who do know anything about it. Sometimes to love you is a risk. Because we become the dustbin where you pour your blames. And that's why to love somebody who is wounded is dangerous. And when you are wounded, don't look for don't don't fall in love. <laughs> Heal. Heal. Because it's now everybody's fault. Yeah. It's not my fault. Too. Whatever has happened to you, I tell you, it's not my fault. Yeah. When they brought you here, you had come out. It's not that you have mouth to talk. I've tried it. Fault, yeah. Nobody should believe you. It's not my fault. You, some of you were dead when you came here. We had to do resuscitation for you. Mm. Yeah, have we? Were you okay when you came here? What did you say? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. all right. Was it not me that helped you? All right. So whatever you are going to now, is it my fault? Why do you blame Moses and Eric? These ones don't know the ways of God. Some of you are blaming your loving husband, your loving wives. Mature to know what is not another person's fault. Grow up. Grow up. Tell somebody, grow up. You see, because if you can blame somebody, you have a sense of righteousness. Because you have taken, it's no more your fault. Yeah. So, you, you feel better. Yeah. Are you with me, friends? Yes. So, now there was no water for the congregation. So, they, so they gathered together against Moses and what? Aaron. And, Aaron. and there's always that tendency. There's a tendency of unholy alliance when things are not going rightly. You have to mature. Let me say this for free to you. Anytime... Anytime there is a crisis... Anytime there is lack... Satan sends in demons... To create division. And what those demons do... Is to form alliances. Teach you to form alliances. And, so, and a lot of you have a, an assumption... That whenever there is a crisis... You must, you must, you must, you must join a camp. When there's a crisis, you don't have to join a camp. You can just stay with Jesus, our Lord Jesus Christ. Sometimes, even in marital crisis, sometimes, when a man and a wife sometimes are having issues, annoying to you, you support one person. When you support one person, you don't bring peace. You are meant to stand with Jesus Christ. And when you look at that man and wife, the person Jesus is supporting is the marriage. So you have to look out for the marriage. You don't look out and say, Ah, ah, okay, ah. (laughs) Ah, I'm going to And listen, there, there might be genuine reasons to take those stands, yeah. But you must look for the higher, higher, higher um cause. There's always the higher cause. Find that. That's why you must know his ways. Yeah. That's why some of us cannot join them to abuse pastors. Never. Yeah. If I say pastors spooky, go like this. I would say let them check it where they edited it. <laughs> Never never if I just smoke as it I said so they edited it. I would say do, do, now do you do you know what is smoke? Let's talk let's talk about smoke <laughs> never I will never Paul was persecuting the church. Jesus Christ came to meet him and said, Why are you persecuting me? And he, he could have sworn that he has never touched Jesus in his life before. Oh. So all this, and don't forget the book of Revelations, all the churches Jesus Christ was going to deal with, well was saying, I'm going to deal with you. Don't you do the introduction was that he was in the midst of all those churches. Yeah. Yes, sir. That was the introduction of that letter. All those seven candlestick, he was in their midst. Mm-hmm. Later he was not saying this one did this, this one did this. Yeah, I don't know what you did. Boy. Those churches he was criticizing, it was in their midst. So, if you join him to criticize those churches, he's in their midst. There's no churches, no in their midst. He say, that is the bride of God. Amen. If I report my wife to you, you can pity me. Amen. But if you start to insult my wife, I say, You know, You You understand? When I report my wife to you. For example, I do mistake, I say, no, my wife is not a person. Today she comes to church and I say "Are you not and I'll call her, I will call Are you are you okay? Is it my wife here? Yes. Is it my wife? I are she, are she... Yes, Only the groom has the right yes, to speak to his bride. Yes. The all of us will be supporting their marriage. Yes. Yeah. Yes, no opinion. No opinion. What do you think about that? Deal? He's is greatest man of God the world? What do you think about Kubu? There is none like him. Somebody, I mean, is is flying high. No opinion. I don't have any opinion. I don't have any opinion. Sometimes somebody tells me a man of God or this or I'll say, let's focus on you now. You know me. I don't know. You. Yeah, yeah. All the time. All the time. Sometimes I say, you know, I'm not the one that employed him. I cannot. <laughs> you you can't you can receive a letter from Glow if you are working with MTN. And say you came to work late. <laughs> Glow does not talk to MTN staff. So anybody you didn't employ, don't query. <laughs> and this is the Bible. He said to his master, he rises or falls. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's it. If we don't have this sense, the enemy will come into our midst and plunder us. So they gather together, of course, because because many times there is a sense of righteousness when you are together. Yes, sir. (laughs) Maybe the other day, when we were going to leave Egypt, I was telling you people, that this guy has a personal agenda, he wants to start his own country. I told you people, and you said it too. I told you people Since this life is not about signs and wonders. It departed the Red Sea. God can make it departed. The red sea dominant thing. Yeah. I'm sure they said that because you have to speak against what Moses and Aaron represent. For you to have a sense of legitimacy to gather, yeah. because as you are gathering, who Moses and Aaron represents will be coming to your mind, and you have to create arguments against it. So which water did they divide? not divide? That water not That water has the power it, It's a seasonal thing. It's a seasonal thing. There is, every time in autumn, that water divides. See, eh? the Bible says God is not unrighteous to forget your labor. Listen, don't just don't say yes yet. Let me teach you the revelation. There, He says God is not unrighteous to forget. It means that it is high level of spirituality not to forget. So it means that everybody has the tendency to forget. People's labor, you can forget. Yeah. You have to work hard not to forget. Yeah. See, there are some of you here. Two years ago, Pastor Zach was the greatest man of God. I tell you the truth. You have the 10 say, Zach, killing so. It's just comedy. <laughs> See, the thing about it, you will laugh. You will laugh. But, uh, I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. Now, you came with eight demons, so he cutted out all the demons. But you forgotten. Truth, you have to remind yourself not to forget the things I'm telling you. I practice it today, today. If you check my phone today, I still send a text to somebody who I must not forget his labor over me today. Yeah, who must not for, who I must not forget. I sent a text. I said, I want to thank you for working with God. I want you to help me thank God for being so kind to me. For keeping you from me. And for for telling me to, to sow seeds to you. Help me thank him that he told me. And help me thank yourself. I just was thanking him. Because it is to forget. Say, yes. so what was he saying? What was this, man? Yeah, well, it's well, what was this man saying? The church has moved past all these revelations and and these things. People have slapped their pastor physically. Yeah. People have yeah. People have slapped their pastor. People have said, forget this man of God, you know. Forget this man of God. Yeah. <laughs> if if people can gather against Moses, who who are we? Uganda against Moses, Moses, <laughs> Moses, after Jesus is Moses, both of them are like the same, the same league. Jesus, Moses, Moses said, Another prophet like me, God will God give all you guys. We're talking about Jesus Christ. And people could gather against Moses. So you have to see that. Don't think you have to remind yourself. Not to what? Forget. You have tendency to forget. Everybody. He says God is not unrighteous. So two things. is unrighteous to, to forget. It's righteousness not to forget. And you know righteousness is a character of God. So it's it's, it's Godliness. Some of you have forgotten about your husband. Even though you you're forgot him, you did testimony time. You say, "Oh Lord, I want to thank God. I want to thank God. I want to thank God." Some of you have forgotten your wife. You just said that, gay. Yeah. You don't. You don't. The way you were tossing her before, is not the way you are <laughs> tossing her now. Those is why you were you used to buy her gifts. You used to, it, you, but no, I don't not sack you again. You don't forget. And those this, you'll be crying. You'll be, even when you're alone, no no girl. You'll be, you'll be crying because temptations were temptations were heavy. You were trying to be a good Christian. You said, God, just give me a woman. God, give me a woman. I said, that girl, get on your brain. Are you with me? Yes, sir. <laughs> I didn't know the miracle I wanted to do today to even teach this thing that I said I want to teach. You say for God is, is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love which you have shown towards his name in that you have ministered to the saints. So God says, I don't even forget labor. I don't forget the works of, of saints. You get my point? And it's because he's not righteous. But we have the tendencies to forget. Try not to forget. Are you with me? Yes, Work hard not to forget. Now let's go back to um, Hebrew um, numbers. And let's read that. Then hopefully we'll be able to see what God wants us to say today. And the people contended with Moses and spoke saying if only we had died when our brethren had died before the Lord. So you can see that what is wrong is wrong. And you can spiritualize what is wrong. And you are still wrong. I'm just trying to help you to upgrade your discernment as I'm teaching you this. thing Because they spoke about people who died before the Lord. So that rebellion was not a rebellion on on just intellectualism. It was a rebellion that had God. Our people be die before the Lord, so 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 they can be fighting God's cause. They say we are we are you know one of my friends had a, had a, one of my friends wife had an experience where two devils entered her entered her house and were telling her they appeared like angels of light, and they told her that God has chosen her and called her and did this to to spot the error in the church. And to lead it and to speak against it, then she discerned that it was not the angel of the Lord. Then later, the Lord now visited her and told her that these devils are going to servants of various servants of God, whispering to their ears that there is a that there is a new revival to purify the church, and that they will be preaching against the church. Yeah. And will be, Jesus Christ said, it. He said, many people will be persecuting you, and they will think they are doing me a favor. So it means it's a ministry. So people are going to wear the ministry of perfecting the church. Yeah. They want to repair the church and cleanse it. The Lord will strengthen you. <laughs> are you with me, my friend? You can just focus on your work. Have you brought if I see if you find out where this salmon is going to, you'll be shocked. All this way, just introduction. The salmon is going, is going not. Why have you brought up the assembly of the Lord into the wilderness? How have you brought who? So you can see it's not just an intellectual, we hate God kind of fight, it's a spiritual fight. But you see, when you have understood higher principles, when you know the heart of God, people cannot deceive you in the name of the Lord. It is when you don't know the heart of God that, that they can put God in a statement and sweep you off. Are you getting this? You must know his heart. That we and our animals should die here. And why have you made us come up out of egypt to bring us to this evil place is it is not a place of grain or figs or vine or pomegranate, nor is there any water to drink so moses and aaron went from the presence of people to the door of tabernacle of the Meeting and fell and they fell on their faces and the glory of the lord appeared to them are you together with me so the the minority can have the glory And the majority can be without the glory. So all the activism on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. No glory is there. The glory is in the the, the tabernacle. Is in the house. Is with those doing the work. Not those criticizing those doing the work. The glory is on those doing the work. Not on those criticizing those doing the work when you see a soldier limping from a bullet wound, give him a salute. Don't give him any lecture on how to avoid bullets. (laughs) You see, because understanding the differentiation and calculus of the speed of a bullet is different from facing a bullet. See, they can put a gun at you and shoot it and the gun did not touch you. But the sound of it can make your heart skip and you die. When you get to heaven, they will tell you, they didn't, the bullet did not touch you. They ask you, how did you get there? He said, I was shot. I was shot. They said, no. You were not shot. He said, I say, no, you were not shot. I, no, I swear I was shot, sir. I said, you were not shot. Yeah. It's easy to talk when you're not in the game. You don't know the challenges of those in the game. When you see when you see a soldier, when you see a soldier with a broken hand, don't say, How come? How come? How come? This, how come? That's sign that somebody has worked. And the least you can do is to get some bandages and get some stuff and help that hand. Because that's the reason why you can still have time with your family. Those were the ones who went to keep the gates. But you see, whenever the people gather against Moses, it's because the glory is about to appear the only response that God gives to that is the manifestation of his glory. And that's why the church, the world has not seen anything yet. The glory is appearing once again. When the people gather against Moses, gather against Aaron, and and, and put God in their sentences, the glory is about to appear. Praise God. The Lord appeared to them. The Lord spoke to Moses and said, Take the rod. You and your brother Aaron gather the congregation together. Speak to the rock before their eyes. And it will yield its water. Thus you shall bring water for them. Out of what? Out of the rock. So. You see. This day is a day of provocation. Because the people. Two things. It was a day of provocation. They tested him. They tried him. They saw his works. In that same chapter. It was a day of provocation. Because of their unbelief. Yeah. That's Hebrews chapter 3. On what? Unbelief. Unbelief. So you see, let's read it. Let me show you. Hebrews chapter 3. I need to say something. Somebody say unbelief. unbelief. Verse 8, let's go. 9. 10. Therefore, I was angry with that generation and said they always go astray in your heart and they have not known my ways. Yeah? And I swore that they would not enter my rest. Beware, brethren. So, bringing out a lesson from that story. Right? This is God's understanding of that old story. This is God's perspective. Lest there be in any of you an evil act of unbelief. So, so what, is, what, what is the description for unbelief? So how does God see unbelief? Evil art. Because some of you are just treating unbelief as unbelief. God treats unbelief as an indictment against you. So I should pray, God, grow my faith. You also have to repent of lack of faith. I'm teaching you the standard of heaven. That God, God's intention and God's plan for you is that you are in a perpetual state of belief. Are you with me? That believing God is normal to you. God doesn't want his children doubting him. And we need to teach this seriously because we have commonized doubt. A lot of you have commonized doubt. You have common you see because anywhere there is doubt, then there is land for Satan to purchase. We can't create room for devils. Friends, are you with me? That you have to now make faith common for you. Faith. Faith. Faith has to be common. You have to be convinced and convicted that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You have to have a conviction that tomorrow we go as God has said it. It must grow from what we use once in a while to a common perception perspective you must wake up knowing it will be well sleep knowing it is well when you face a crisis you must know it's not the end do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death me I fear no evil. Did you hear that? It says, do I walk through, it's not a very palatable situation. It is the valley of the shadow of death. But somehow inside like this, I fear no evil. I don't know if there are people here who fear no evil. You just know deeply that nothing did happen. When you stay in unbelief, you shut short fellowship with God. God can't relate with you in unbelief. God can't talk to you. He can't be close to you in unbelief. So, brethren, lest there be in any of you, beware, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief and the end point of unbelief, it's what? It will lead you to what? Departing. From what? From the living God. Give me 10, 15 more minutes. I'll call it a day. Now let's go back to our numbers 20. Now there was no water. No, give me the verse where where we're at. Are you blessed tonight? (laughs) Quickly, quickly, quickly. What verse were we in? No way, no way. Get. Give me my, this is not the verse. The next verse. And Moses and Aaron went, the glory appeared to them, alright? Yes. Next one. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, take the rod, you and your, and your brother Aaron, gather the congregation, speak to the rock before their eyes, it will yield its water. So, so, the issue was unbelief, right? That's why we went to Hebrews. Because, They wanted water, but they had rock. That is one of the greatest legitimate reasons not to be. How can you want water, and it's rock you are seeing? You have a rocky experience, and your and your need was water. But God made sure that the water came out of that rock means that there is no condition you ever find yourself in life that embedded in that same condition is not a miracle that your miracle is not coming from without your miracle is in your condition that is to say that condition is not that of because it even carries a miracle yeah. wow. you cannot understand what he said that evil eye wow. so unbelief is a eye it helps you not to see the way God have you see, it sees the way the devil wants you to see so a lot of you are seeing your condition from satanic eyes yeah. not godly eyes that is why he called unbelief a I. And that I is what is evil. So the reason why you are doubting is that you are not seeing well. Amen. So, you have a challenge. Satan helps you to see that challenge. And so you are an unbelief because you are seeing it from Satan's perspective. Water. He says see. Rock. Rock. That's why they had to sweat on because they cannot imagine how they will get water. We want water, you see. If you want water and you see maybe juice or blood or dirty water or even sand, or rock to make you sure that there's no water. But God says, If I'm in your midst, it's not true. That rock has water. That was why it was imperative for God. To tell Moses to speak to it because it has to be easy. Yeah. God wanted them to know that your life is simple. Yeah. Meeting your needs is simple. Yeah. So that was the reason why God dealt with Moses and said, you did not honor me. Yeah. I don't want these guys to think it was some magic that you now use sticking. I was not a default. No, you did not honor me. Just say, let them water. They will not be f- the, the glory, will make them fools. Yeah. There's none of you having a problem that doesn't have a miracle inside. There's sir. Yes, sir. a miracle in your current challenge. Let me just say one more. I want to end it. I feel like I ended it. Speak to the rock before their eyes and it will yield what? Not water. It's water. It's not that difficult. There is water in that rock. It has its own miracle. There is nothing you have gone through that doesn't have a miracle in it. There is a miracle. You don't have to change your story. You don't have to edit it. There is a miracle in your story. Even the one Satan did. The one Satan caused, A miracle will come out of it. You don't have to change it. You don't have to stammer. You don't have to make it look holy. You don't, have to make your, you don't have to go and rewrite your past. You don't have to edit anything that has happened in your past. You don't have to edit something happening now. Everything is adding up to bring water out of that rock. No edits. Leave it like that. But what would deceive you is if you allow your need of water to be the only basis of a relationship with God. So sometimes though there's a need, focus on relationship. Hallelujah. Because if you keep looking at, at that need, the rock will keep getting bigger in your eyes. But if you keep focusing on a relationship, you'll find you'll eventually see the water in the rock. If I told you it's well with you, will you believe me? That's the point.